Hey, good to see you all. Yeah, that'd be great um, to come along to the Don thing. If anyone sneaks off during the word to sign up, then I'll uh, then you're banned. No, you're not. Um, but yeah, it, the heart behind it is yeah. If our heart as a church is that we wouldn't just talk about stuff, um, but we'd actually like do do things like bless people practically, spiritually, emotionally like help people with relationships, marriages, parenting, that we would actually, and not because we think we know everything, but because we might know a little bit, um, and that we can help because we've had victory ourselves and breakthrough ourselves in certain areas. And you know that when you've had a victory or breakthrough or something good in an area in your life, it qualifies you to help someone else in that area. That's the whole amazing thing about our planet and about God and about people and the way he designed and wired this whole earth people deal is that we'd all get along and help one another after we go through stuff because we go through stuff. So this is a really big deal that, that we, we learn and grow in this area. Um, so the area of influence and stepping out to helping people and not just talking about it, which is a really big deal um, for me personally. And it's a growing thing because it's not easy approaching people. There's so much to learn about it. How do we honour? How do we be sensitive? How, how do we um, love them without an agenda? But I, do, I have an agenda. I want them to be healed. I want them to meet Jesus because... I've experienced him and he's changed my life. So there is an agenda, but we don't want to live with an agenda. Does that make sense? And I don't know where the line is. But so we step into honor and sensitivity without pushing something because God's massive and he loves them more than we do. So that doesn't remove our responsibility, but learning how to honor and love them in the moment. So this morning's a big deal and... I'm not saying that I'm taking 20 people on the journey, but it'd be really great. Um, yeah, for those that are really, like they feel like it's a tipping point right now or July 28th is like, yep, I, I want to really go after this. So after the, um, after the breakfast, we're going to put a few things in place in a, um, so that we can then keep going uh, after that morning. So I'll get together with the 20 and, and we'll... So yeah, if that's you, if you really want to hit this, doesn't mean it's going to be every week, but it'll be consistent so we can grow in it because um, that's a big deal to, to grow in it because it's all good having ideas and passions and dreams, but without actually taking a step into it, which will be inconvenient, the, the life of the kingdom is inconvenient. Make sure you have inconvenience in your life. It's, a re- it's really important. We want blessing and we want everything to be just awesome and it, it is. Like, even if we go out struggling, it's, life's still awesome. But yeah, be, be, be okay with being inconvenienced. Because you, a quick dash up to the shops, and God might ask you to pray for someone. When you're saving for something that you want to buy, you might want to buy a no, nice fur coat. Actually, we're um, animal activists here at um, Des... Oh, shivers. Jill's just looking at me. She, um, nah, nah. We're our animal activists. So it'll be fake fur coat. Bella's got a fake fur coat. Um, so if you're going to buy a coat, guys, if you're saving up to buy a coat, I'm all about digging holes for myself every week I speak. Um, if, you, if you're saving up to buy a coat, God's just like this, that he'll actually ask you to pay for someone's groceries. 
Or he'll say, oh, wow, I want you to give them $1,000. Why? Oh, because I said. And then you try not living a life of abundance and being a magnet for blessing when you say, oh, wow. So I just want to encourage you, like, let, let's have a listening ear to what he's going to say, and it might be inconvenient at times. I was at DFO, uh, when we were at DFO, Lee, when do we have our 24 hours of peace and family day? Was that Tuesday? I think that was Tuesday. So who was here on last Sunday? Amazing conference, amazing. We're just launching right off conference. Um, so I'll try to explain stuff, but I can't explain everything because now we're just in referring to conference mode, which is just going to be awesome. But um, so much happened during that weekend, and um, and Lee and I were challenged by Justin's message last week. Of um, he spoke about taking a, a 24-hour period of time and and just not being distracted or just putting putting aside time to spend time with God and family and people and being present so we can allow peace to manifest in our life because of all the stuff. We've been talking about the lists of stuff that you've got in your life. You've got lots of stuff going on. Like you've got issues. Like you have major issues. Have a look at you. But then we've got these prophecies We've got the, these dreams, this call, this kingdom list of how God sees you. And the secret, actually the out of the box, out of the ark secret, is this idea, this concept, this truth of peace. The, the prince of peace, Jesus was called. When he was in the boat and they were terrified of the, 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 the sea like crashing waves and they thought they were terrified. They thought they were going to die and Jesus was asleep. And they woke him and said, Master, Master, we're going to die. And Jesus, wiping the sleep out of his eyes, put his robe on and went up to the top deck and just said, Peace, be still. And it was still. And then he went on. Read about it. Read about it. I think it's Luke. No, I'm not going to guess this one. Sorry, guys. But it's, um, it's in the Bible and it's awesome. But re- read about it because he, he begins to teach them. And, and he talks about the feeding of the 5,000. He talks about feeding of the 4,000. And why w- didn't you learn from that? What about this? And this whole kingdom deals interconnected of trust because when we have trust, peace manifests in our life. So we're understanding this, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And that, 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 that because, yeah, we've got issues, yeah, we've got stuff, yeah, we're going to be inconvenienced, yeah, we've got the kingdom list and promises and prophecies, but how's it all going to happen? It's peace. It's peace. It's understanding that peace is this undercurrent of our life. The word peace means nothing missing. And nothing broken. It's alignment. It's being sound. It's being complete. It's it's being this whole. It's, it's the word wholeness and sound and complete and full and solid and strong and aligned. Body, soul, and spirit. The alignment of body, soul, and spirit. That that it's functioning. That our that our that our body's well and whole and healthy. And our soul is is healthy. That there's nothing hidden that we allow people in, that, 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 we, that we deal with stuff, we deal with anxiety, we deal with depression, we deal with fear, we deal with insecurity, we deal with the, the, the worries of life. 
with God and with people. We address them. We address our physical body if there's problems. We go to doctors. We get prayer. We look inward and we say, what's happening here? I'm not functioning well on the inside. And then we look at our outward. Am I just talking about the things of God? Challenging, super challenging. It's like a punch to the gut sometimes. Uh, Am I just talking about it or am I actually doing? What does my doing look like? So peace is that the oxygen of heaven because God is peace. In Philippians, it says that if you continue to pursue these things, Paul says in Philippians 4, 4 to 9, this beautiful section from a jail cell he's writing. He said, if you guys do these things, summed up, if you guys can do this consistently on a regular basis, and he says, and to put into practice, read it in Philippians 4, then the God of peace will be with you. That's what the Bible says, verbatim. And the God of peace will be with you. So when we start to do these things and putting things in place like this, like all these things in the, in the Word of God, the Bible, and then in this booklet, which is all 140 scriptures in here, when we start to apply and start to do these things, as Paul said, it says, and the God of peace will be with you. That word peace, shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. Full on then yes, stuff comes and we address it. But it doesn't knock us out because we've got this undercurrent of peace. So we had this day. We're going to try and work on it because, I mean, I reckon peace is just putting this away. Oh, the the manifestation of peace on the earth is phones in drawers. Like airplane mode, Seth Dahl, who's coming out, calls it family mode. How good is that? He just turns on the family mode. Aeroplane mode, you know what I'm saying? If you've got a smartphone, not a flip phone. Um, but this whole idea of peace is, is a really big deal, and we're going to pursue it as a family because I don't know about you, but my head gets just wild with 200 things every day. And we just need to take time out and enjoy life and each other and just not work. And so it's a big deal. So we went to DFO, as you do on your day off. Bella and I rode a pink elephant. That's just great. They have these little furry animals that you can ride on for like 15 minutes. And we were just on it. And she worked out how to do it. It was a little button push and you got a hold. She worked out how to do both. Smart cookie. So we were just doing that and it was awesome. But before that, we walked in talking about peace, parked and, um, um, and our day off, but also talking about inconvenience. The, we parked and a guy got out of his car with, with crutches. And, and it's like, oh man, it's just a, it's a, it's like, it's like the loudest horn on the planet sounds because we've seen too much, haven't we? Like we've seen him do, do so much. Like I have seen too much to not consider. Can you close your eyes, please, church? How many of you have seen or have be, been becoming aware of not word of knowledge, not uh, an impression, but uh, a word of observation, that you've actually seen something. I just want you to, if you've seen something and have not done anything about it, and this is in a use, you're no good time, but I just want you to put your hand up in a minute, as high as possible, to, to let me know, not yet, um, 
<laughs> um, to let me know if you've seen a need and you have considered maybe had a little battle inside of yourself whether to do something or not, put your hand up really high. Oh, open your eyes, church, with your hand up really high. Okay, hands down. Okay, so, okay, this is really good. This is really good. You're in trouble now you've said that. You know what? We're changing everything around here now. Nah. So I'm like, I'm like, this is me. This is us. This is, this is, we've seen too much. So I'm looking at him. I'm going, I'm getting Jude out, Bella out. We're having family today. This is about peace. This isn't about me dealing with my fear and insecurity and bothering this person. Bothering him, he's on crutches. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just working it out, you know, fear, 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 fear. Um, it's not unbelief because I know he can do it. It's probably, it's more fear of, of what he's going to do and the whole situation, whatever. Um, so anyway, we're walking in, I'm sort of slowing down and he's super slow and I've got Bella, Lee's got Jude, is that what happened? So anyway, I walked up and, I, and he's limping really badly and I said, hey man, um, what's going on? You've got a sore hip. And he goes, no, I've got MS. I'm like, and not saying that's harder because God like, Cancer and a sniffle's the same to him, but we make it bigger and complicate it. That's a whole other thing. But I'm like, oh, man, I'm really sorry. Like a gender, like I'm not trying to convert him. I want him to experience Jesus, but I'm not, I'm not pushing Jesus down his throat. But I want him to receive Jesus because it'll change him forever and he'll spend eternity with Jesus in full of light, not in darkness. <laughs> I want this for him. So how do I manage myself and that with a, a, a felt need? Like, hear, me, hear my heart with this. In this moment, <laughs> he needs a miracle. Jesus is the miracle. And I'm just on this journey of like, in that very moment, does he need Jesus? Yeah, yeah, he does. Does he need to pray a prayer to receive Jesus? Yeah, he does. But he needs a miracle. So what's first and what's not? And do I lead him to Jesus so then he can receive a promise? Because when you receive Jesus, the promises of divine health and wholeness is all real. So he can actually declare over his own body if he receives Jesus because he's got authority. Does that make sense? So we receive Jesus. And so my goal is that my friends would sort themselves out physically and emotionally because they've met Jesus. But until that point, I'm that person. So I step in, it's like the intercession. We make intercession weird. It's just stepping in the gap. It's stepping in between of the eternal, the spiritual realm of both parties. We step in the gap between. It's not just standing in the gap between um, darkness and them. It's standing in the gap of God and them. So that we don't just bind, but we also loose. We don't just say no, but we also say yes. Am I making sense? So I'm working this whole thing through of what do I do and when do I say it? And obviously it's a listening ear because he speaks. So I just began to talk to him and listen and hear and love. And, and I said, hey, has any, and this is, I'm learning to ask this question. Has anyone ever prayed for you for this situation? Because I've been asking God. I need not creative ways, but honoring ways that, that make him feel safe and comfortable. Often I'll say, I'm a Christian. And I love praying for people. That, that <laughs> Sounds, we're so weird. <laughs> so I said to one guy in Mac at McDonald's a couple of years ago, and he, he like got up and moved tables. Like, he's like, I don't care if you love praying for people. What does that even mean? So I said, um, 
I said, is anyone to pray? And he goes, no. I said, could I pray for you? And we didn't see anything um, instant, which that is my heart. That is my goal. That is what I'm going after. That, that I'm pursuing God so much that there's so much favor and we grow in favor. So it's not an identity thing, but there's so much increase of favor on me from him. Because he, he doesn't just throw out stuff if we do nothing. He's gracious and he blesses us. But this work of the kingdom, this work of loving people, it, it takes so much hard work. It's not striving. It's not out of lack. It's not out of begging, as Hill said. It's not out of, um, I don't have, so I need. It's not from that mindset, but it takes so much hard work. It takes so much discipline. But it's a joy. It's not a burden. Like my yoke, my burden, it's light and easy. Like this, the, the whole what you want to see deep in your heart, it requires impartation, which is by the grace of God, this thing that we can't see but happens. Like when you love something, you can't feel it or, well, obviously emotions and, and that manifest in the body, I get that. But love, you can't, it's not a thing that you can touch. And that's what impartation's like from God, that he imparts gifts to us. He imparts boldness. He imparts faith. He imparts the ability to believe in him. But, but it's a combination of impartation and hard work. Like discipline and going after it and being consistent and letting people in. And it sounds weird in a culture of grace to talk about hard work, but the two go hand in hand. Because like any, anyone, any motivational speaker will say that if you don't work for something, if you don't put effort and time in and discipline and, and be accountable, then you're not going to make it. It's just normal. But some, somehow in the kingdom and everything that we want to see, we say, oh, no, no, we, oh, I don't know. We just sort of do it. <laughs> then we fast forward three years and go, oh, wow, nothing's changed. <laughs> and I'm like that all the time. I get moments and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, it's been eight years since I discovered healing that we could actually pray and check it out and see it. I'm like, hmm, I'm doing okay. Maybe a three out of ten. It's been eight years. It's like, what am, what am I doing? Nah. But I'm challenged all the time. Like, what's the balance? And I can't sneak into striving and begging mode. But I've got to position myself as a son before God, a confident son. He's made me his child. He created the universe. He created me. He loves me. He knows me better than anyone. So I prayed for him and just encouraged him. So I just had a word of observation. It's a, it's a little bit of a joking term because we talk about the word of knowledge and we talk about how that God impresses things on us. Just like Sunday morning last week, um, Praveen and his brother-in-law came up the front and we're just talking about it. If I knew any churches I could recommend. I said, yeah, ours. <laughs> and he goes, no, on the other side of the city. I'm like, yeah, ours. Like, <laughs> like, aren't you willing to drive an hour for this? <laughs> and I said, yeah, there's a few great churches. Enjoy Church is amazing. Pastor Shane Baxter and... That's a great church, and that's the only one I know of, to be honest. Um, and I said, I'll, I'll suss it out, and I'll let you know. And I, um, and I said, actually, and I love praying. I don't just like giving information. I said, can I pray for this journey? Because finding a church is a big deal. Just where you feel, where you feel safe and comfortable. Safe, it's weird, but comfortable um, and, and at home, and where you feel you can grow and make connections. And that, that's on the church and on you. 
for that to happen. So I just see, I prayed for him. And then I just finished and I said, have you got sore back? And they free, I love it. I love it so much. I love their reactions. Praveen is like, he's like, this is what he's, he's like, it's awesome. I get so encouraged. I'm like, have you got sore back? Just random. Just ask the question. And <laughs> Praveen's like, oh, you nailed that one. <laughs> And he's not the most over-the-top guy. And then his brother, Roland, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, he slipped a disc or something the night before at dinner. And that's no fun. And um, we've seen too much. Um, and, I, and I'm like, and you know when you get to a point where you're like, I mean, there is a responsibility on the receivee um, with word of knowledge, like because word of knowledge isn't magic. So there is some degree... But sometimes there's just, it's just so ridiculous that I'm like, oh, there's no, there's no option here. You are going to be well. So I just prayed the prayer. I said, I thank you, God, that you don't show me things that I couldn't have known to tease Roland. Like he doesn't, he doesn't give his heart in pieces. Like he doesn't give his love. Is that the lyric of that song? He doesn't give his love to tease us. Maybe it's the other way around. But I, but I, he doesn't do that. So that's part of us not begging God. When he reveals back pain to me that I've been praying for and working so hard at learning and growing. Ten times a day, I'll guess the time. And it sounds stupid. But I'm so passionate about like seeing things that only God sees in people. And it's like, how do we even grow in this? It takes so much hard work. And I'll say to Lee, I'll joke around with Lee, and she's on a different journey than I. She'll go, what's the time? I'll say, guess. She'll say, what's the time? I'm like, guess. It's prophetic training, Lee. (laughs) She's like, I'm just working out when to feed Bella. I said, I don't care. We're growing in the prophetic. (laughs) I don't do that at all. Spice. But I've learned to not push what I'm going after because I'm going after it really hard and aggressively because Paul said to. Um... You know when you quote Bible at someone? At a, yeah, whatever. That's yuck. But yeah, it's like I, I, want, I want to grow so much in this where I'm, God trusts me to speak to me. That's a big deal too. That he trusts me to speak to me about things in other people that only he knows. Why? Because I want them whole and heal and life to the fullest, but I want them... <laughs> To, to see and feel loved and seen and known by the one that created them. So we're going after this hard, not for ourselves. It's nothing to do with ourselves. Like we're going after this dis, like discipline, hard work, alarms, accountability, giving full permission to people. How are you doing with that? That's one side of it. And then there's grace and glory and what did Justin say? Fire and honey pots. <laughs> like just the glory of God and fun in his presence and party and amazing and worship and, and this whole glory presence realm. That's all real and grace and ease and rest and peace. And that's all real. And they're not opposite. They're meant to work together. They're not opposite. But when we compartmentalize, we go, this is the fun stuff and that's the hard work stuff. They're not meant to be opposite. 
It's all meant to be. Oh, wow. Romans 15, 13. Paul says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. What's believing? What does the word believing mean? Adhering to, um, sticking with, following, going after. It's a big word, but it's chasing down. It's going after, adhering to, following, giving up, exchanging, this big word. So Paul's saying, hey guys, may the God of hope, we need hope, current hope, yeah? We need hope in our life. If you don't have hope now, you're going to defer it and your heart gets sick on the inside. And that's where depression, anxiety, and heaps of other stuff come in. Fear. I've been through it. So we have hope. We acknowledge we need hope. What is hope? The confident, eager, joyful expectation of good coming into my life. Why? Because of his promises. So may the God of hope fill you. What does that mean? This is not the hard work time. This is the impartation time. Fill. Something that we can't see. You can't learn it. You can't be taught it. You can't go to Bible college for it. It's, it's a filling. It's this inward thing. It's where the born again experience. The I wasn't a Christian, but now I am. I wasn't going to heaven, but now I am. I couldn't pray for the sick, but now I can. Why? Because you were filled with him. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.20-ish that the, the God of the universe fills everything. So that scripture, Romans 15.13. Now may the God of hope fill you. Hope, awesome, fill. We get it, impartation, it's inward. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That word peace again. That, that joy deal again. But this is the cracker. This is what makes this whole grace list and the whole doing stuff, the whole receiving side and the whole doing side is meant to work together because may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You're believing, you're contending, you're going after you, your breakthrough, your victory, you're going after miraculous lifestyle. You put your hand up, you're going after this. We're all at different levels. We've all got different obstacles to stop us from approaching, from blessing, for letting out what has been filled. But this whole pursuing deal, this believing deal is meant to be filled. It's meant to be one of joy and peace. It's meant to be enjoyable. The tension of our teaching is very much we do mourn and we do empathize and we have seasons of grief and we sit with those, we mourn with those who mourn. We acknowledge all that. So it's not all party. Like Justin said, it's not all shooby-dooby-dooby. <laughs> so good. It's not all that, all the time. There's moments, there's green and red. There's yes and no. But learning that this, this whole thing is meant to be joy and peace infusing your life while you're going after it is a really big deal. Well, I may as well get rid of this 10 pages that I prepared. What happened to Roland's back? Thanks for asking, Lee. <laughs> Something I'm working on with my messages. Make sure you finish your point. It's good. I'm just growing. I'm not, I'm not there. 
Okay, so I messaged Praveen. I'm like, hey, mate, great day. That was yesterday, uh, last Sunday. Hey, let me know in the next few days if Roland sees any improvement. Two fire emojis. So then he, um, get on that fire emoji, come on. Um, there's all sorts of emojis I send these days. They're great. Um, so then Justin, hi, Roland. Hi, Justin. Just got this text from Roland. So he, he said, how is it, bro? Please text Justin. Let him know that the pain is no longer there. <laughs> text Justin, let him the pain. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. We're growing in our celebration. Please text Justin, let him the pain. Thank him for being so in tune with the spirit. That makes me laugh a little bit because I was... I suppose I am, but it's not something I think of because I don't want to make it weird and hard for people. You know, I didn't pray in the morning. I want to acknowledge today. It's like, I do, but I didn't pray it. Um, I just want to make it easier for us. I want to make it accessible for all of us to go after because the conversation I have with God aren't specific. They're impressions. It's not like God told me to do this. And I've spoken this before. It's not really specific. It's sort of like, but when preachers say things and do things, we can make it unaccessible. Do you know what I mean? But Paul says that now we see in part. You've read that in the Bible. Now we see in part. So there's, we're, we're working this out. And he wrote, um, yeah, I hope you're feeling better. I don't know why he wrote that. Maybe I was sick. I don't know. But, um, but it's just incredible. That we can go after this. Is Livy in here? Livy's not in here? Okay, cool. She had a testimony. Is she in the building? Okay, she's not in the building. We'll get her to share that testimony next week because it's just incredible. Just incredible. But this is such a big deal. Such a big deal to learn, like, learn all the things in life that we're believing for. Presence, health, and influence. God, what what are the areas, what areas and 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 highlighted things, what specific things. Might be what we've been teaching. Might be about testimonies. Might be about prophecies. Might be about hope. Might be about consistency. Might be about peace. You know what we've been talking about. We're not preaching sermons. We're building culture. That's not, we're not preaching sermons. Tick, thanks for coming. So that's why it's really important to go on the journey or you'll wonder what's happening. We want to do this together so all through the iTunes, it's a journey. It's building, it's building. And honestly, we might not see fruit for three to five years. And that's not a giving myself some space and grace as nothing happens. But like all change is like a five to seven year process, like massive change. We're going to see fruit along the way. But I'm aware that, that, that mindset shifts of how we view things and I'm just, I'm, there's so much going on and it's so good. So we're learning how to, how to share, how to, what to talk about, what to touch on. So with all of these things that we've been teaching on, consistency, momentum, knowing your season, knowing your now, what's our next step, peace, and all the messages from the conference, presence, like all of those things, it's really important to take all those because it's your church. Go take, because this, take the, all these things to God and say, God, what's impartation and what's hard work? What are the things that I need to adjust and grow in personally and practically? 
Because the New Testament's full of practical things, but it's also full of moments of receiving from God. You might not know God, so you might just have to go, God, I don't get all this, but the Justin's talking about, I can receive Jesus. Well, I do that. Yes, I believe in you. <laughs> that's a receiving. That's an impartation side of things, receiving his presence, receiving who he is. But then there's this, something's got to shift after that prayer. I might need to do this. I might, and it's all grace. But it's like this this morning, like you hear something, your heart's stirred. It's impartation. There's something happening in the, in, in the atmosphere now, like his spirit is moving really fast and really intentional and really purposeful in your heart with what's coming out of my mouth. And there's so much going on. But then, okay, we've all had moments where on the TV, the, the kid comes up that's starving and our heart wrenches. And I've had moments where I've done nothing. I've had so many times where I've been crying at church because God touched me so much, but yet I, on the Monday, nothing changed. The Tuesday, nothing changed. Four weeks later, nothing changed. I hear the same sermon a year later and I did nothing. And there's grace. There's, there's, grace abounds. As Mitch, can you jump up, dude? And can the communion, can that be handed out, please? Thank you. There's so much Grace. But what I'm learning is that grace gives us the ability to do. Grace gives us the ability to do. Grace gives us the ability to influence His grace. You've heard about it, the grace of God. It's a massive deal. Thanks, Frank. So good. I'm actually super encouraged with pretty much every hand going up. Not that I, it was nothing to do with doubting or not sure where people are at. It's just, it's just really cool to, just to, yeah, just to see that, Yeah, to see that that's happening. So just talk to him because he's, he's just so good and he's so close. Yeah, God. What are the things, God, that we need to receive? Maybe it's an identity thing. We just need to receive... Him and who he says that we are. Maybe we're thinking of ourselves pretty lowly and not according to the way that he sees us. So maybe we need to receive all the promises and all that list of how he sees us, that, that he doesn't punish us. Yeah, that, that there's no longer any punishment because Jesus was punished on the cross. No more punishment. He corrects us. He guides us as any good father does. But never punish. 
That's why he says in 1 John that on the day of judgment, we don't have to fear because fear involves punishment. So when we stand before God at the end of our life and give an account for the breath that he gave us, when we stand before him, we don't have to be in fear. Because it says, because we live for him in this world. So God, what are the things that, that by your grace, your love, your hope, your joy, your peace, what are the things that, that, that we receive? And what are the things that we need to do? What are the steps that we need to take that might see a shift in how many people we walk past to how many people we approach? God, it's our heart. It is our heart. It is our heart. That we would constantly bless people. That we would constantly meet need. God, I pray in this church that there would be ministries that would birth. Yeah, that there would be ministries. Like God's thinking and plan and scheming that he does, he's so big that he could just start ministry after ministry that just bless people. You could start a ministry in a, an old people's home that they don't have friends. You could start a ministry of going into brothels and just loving women and telling them who they really are and where they can truly find love. Like that might be a thing. And you know what? You need to do something about that practically, but you need the favor of God on your life to grow. The Bible says that Jesus grew in favor. So if Jesus grew in favor with God and man, then we do as well. 